Hello and welcome to the Hope and Anchor Community Church Podcast. Each week we'll bring you the latest preachings from our Sunday services. We hope that as you listen, you encounter God and you're encouraged to go deeper in your relationship with Him. Enjoy the message. What an amazing Sunday. Let's sit down. What an amazing Sunday. And more than that, I mean, the weather has been quite magnificent. And and we have... um, birthday of the queen god bless the queen i don't know if everyone knows it but we will not attempt to sing it just in case you know we don't want to shame you don't worry about it but god bless the queen but you know what we are here for the king of kings so we bless the queen but when there's a queen there's a king and in the world that we're living today more than ever we need the king of kings to be established not only in our daily, not only in the, in the first page of our newspapers or the feed that reaches us, you know, every five seconds and makes us nuts, but we need a king that cannot be shaken. We need a king that provides a peace and a truth that it's outside of the norm. The norm is to actually look for something to win while our God, he gave to be able to win us. So today we, we have a special day. I believe that Easter is like the Super Bowl for an American. So if you don't know an American or you have no Americans in your life, shame on you. No, I'm joking. But for the ones that are endowed with the mercy ministry of having an American and, and you know, their loudness it comes sometimes, you know, it could be somehow a bit too much. No, I'm joking. I'm American, so I can say it. You know, I'm Puerto Rican, American, whatever you want me. I'll be a lot of things, you know what I mean? I won't lie to you, but one thing I want to say is that we have focused on celebrating something that is mortal, that is, it has a finite line so much. Our country has bent sideways to see how something that is finite, that one day will have an end. And that is honorable, but still has an end. We have bent sideways to to honor it in such a way that I wonder if we have the same seal, the same vocation, the same passion to see God, God himself actually praised and seen in a way that is actually formidable to his name. Are we with me? Today we're coming into Pentecost Sunday. And Pentecost, for for the start, is actually, the the word itself, it means five. Five in the Bible means grace. The day of grace. So today, in a day of grace, in a day that we also, as a church, actually are birthing seven years. I remember when we started, it was was so small. Um, If you have been, who has been in the toilet? It's going to be a crazy question, you know what I mean? Who has been in the toilet? If you've been in the toilet of the, of the church, can you raise your hand, yeah? There's no shame on that. You, if you need to go to the toilet, it's okay. It's available and it's provided for. I mean, the first time that we met as a church, we rented a place for 25 quid. That was the size of the toilet. And there was 12 of us in this little cafe that had a little underground. And, and we stood and the guitar, we, we could not play the guitar properly because, because it, it was either playing the guitar or fitting. You know what I mean? So, I mean, we knew that God knew our hearts and we wanted to worship. And, but the guitar was, 
that we couldn't have in dark. And today find us, finds us here. So today we have a lot of things to celebrate, yeah? And I believe that in a 70, 70 key numbers, 70 year of a queen, on a 70 on the upper room filled with the Holy Spirit moment, a shadow of a 70 men that God provided from the same spirit that Moses had inside of him to be able to lead the people kind of day. And I know I just took you through three layers of generations and may God bless us with that. I know that today is a special day and I expect fireworks. If the enemy knows that it's a special day for you, remember what was the last birthday that you had? How many things went wrong that day? How many things went, went against you? Or the idea that you had about that day. When there's a special day, the enemy will come against you. But you can tell someone next to you, hey, even if it's difficult, I know who wins. Let's say it now before we go to worship. Even if it's difficult. Today we're going to come out of the bad in Pentecost and anniversary out of the bag with the title, The Fire Inside. And we're gonna go to Acts 2. And I would like if you can join me in your feet, if you are able to stand up, that would be great. That would be, that would be amazing. Join me in your feet. If you cannot stand, just fill it in your heart, you know, kind of with some amens, you know, and you will put up with us standing around you. And it says, Acts 2, are you ready? You want to hear the word of God? It says the Bible, the Bible, Acts 2 says, When the day, when the day of Pentecost, they were waiting for it, that when the day of Pentecost came, there was, there was a waiting. Pentecost, the day of grace, five grace day, Pentecost day. When they were waiting for the day of grace and it came, they were all together. All together, like you and me, all together in one place. And suddenly, verse 2 says, suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled. What did it do? It filled. It, what did it do? It filled the whole house. Not some of the house. Not just the toilet. Not just the living room. The whole house. And they were they were there. They were sitting there. They saw. They were waiting. They were expecting. They were sitting. They were filled. They were expecting. They were filled. Verse 3 says, they saw. Not only were filled. That's also an emotion. Something internal. But they also saw something external. They saw what seemed to be. What seemed to be. It wasn't like, but it seemed to be. It's not that it was. And there's a way of describing it. The best way that we can describe it. It seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them. How many of them? All of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. As the Spirit enabled them enabling now they were saying in jerusalem the god-fearing jews from every nation under heaven verse 6 says 
when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken, utterly amazed, utterly. Something weird today. We're not utterly amazed about anything. All utterly amazed. They asked. Now we say, back in the day, they would ask questions. Food for thought. Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them out in our own, in our native language? Parthians and Medes, Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, and Judea and Cadocia, Pontius and Asia, Phrygia and Pithlia, Egypt, and the parts, and the parts. It's not only the main bits, it's also the parts of Libya near Cyrene. Visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts, both Jews, that's nationality, converts, that's belief of Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders. What? The wonders of God in our own tongues. We are witnesses, essentially. And amazed and perplexed, we are witnesses that are amazed. We're saying, oh my God. And perplexed, saying, how the heck? That's the, that's the Hebrew. Um, they asked one another, like we used to in all of London, you know. What does this mean? What a day like today means. Spirit of the living God, Lord. We understand that you fall fresh every morning. We understand that you walk with us in every second. We trust you for that. We have trusted you for years. But Father, today we ask that you remember your promise. That you walk into this room. That you will fill our hearts with fire. That what humans lips cannot do, your spirit will do. Have your way in this room. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Seventh anniversary. You may be seated. The fire inside. And, it, and if you're anything, anything like the disciples back in the day, in a day like today, you're waiting for what you un don't understand. Um, I remember, I'm Caribbean, disclosure, and um, I remember just being in my house when I was a kid, waiting for a hurricane. I know that we are in the UK, and here we just have that crazy kind of spit, daily spit. Give us today our daily spit kind of prayer, you know, but it's called rain. And, um, but in the Caribbean, we have real rain, things that really wet you. Here, you can walk for two hours in the rain. And it just gets you moist, you know. But in the Caribbean, if you walk on the Caribbean rain for a minute, give us today our, our daily liter of water, you know. You can drink out of your shirt, you know what I mean. 
so there's difference on the way that we understand what is happening around us. And these people were in the midst of understanding what's happening. Jesus have come back to them. He had, he had announced it. He had been able to demonstrate that he was he. He saw that the people in this room were fixated on the package like we are today. The people of that day, they were not different to us. We are fixated with how it looks. So they asked from Jesus the marks of what happened to him. So Jesus has come into this group of people and has entrusted them with truth and intimacy. He has come to a person that was so real that said, I want to touch your wounds, what we call a doubting Thomas. Maybe you don't want to say to the person next to you, but you might want to think about it. How are you, Thomas? Yeah. Maybe you are not wanting to say that to the person, but maybe you are the person that doubts Jesus every week. Maybe today it finds you being the Thomas that you don't want to point a finger at because you have a lot more fingers pointing at yourself. Maybe even if you have prayed all week, you have found yourself in situations after, after you believe God did it, that comes and contradicts and even tries to pursue you to think that God has not done it. And if I close it now and we call into an altar moment, we all be here. Are we real? It's real Pentecost, real people. We're not talking about the Christianese. You know, the religious people today is not the day. Maybe we'll preach something really good and clappy happy, you know, next Sunday. You can come back. But if you want real, it's today. If you want really happy clappy, um, that's going to be next Sunday. That's going to be another guy preaching. Don't worry about it. That's I-11. I-11. It's going to be really good. You should come. But the reality of the gospel is that it doesn't allow us, it doesn't give us the luxury to doubt. Because it's emotion. One of the most beautiful things about the gospel and one of the most beautiful things about creation, we will say in my island, is that God created one day after the other. You have no time to be an unbeliever when you are expectant of a God that is working continuously. In a day like today, we have people that have seen the dead stiff. The ones that have gone into the grave to try to perfume what they actually saw as their literal guide in life. Their religion. They went to perfume their religion. And they found out that their religion had risen up. And now they needed to create different parameters, different pockets in their emotions. A different way of feeling and believing. You know... You know, when you saw that God did something for you and you did something, you actually said, God, okay, I had that goosebump, you know, and I, I'm going to believe you. That's called being saved. But then all of a sudden life hits you in the face and weekends come in and weeks come out and you are trying to reconcile that you made a decision for Jesus, but life is not as easy. Today... That's the kind of day that we have. The Pentecost was happening in the middle of disciples being persecuted. They had to hide themselves. Not like you today. Not still. They didn't have to, do, to hide their faith. 
or maybe they did. Maybe they were hiding because there's a reason. So today it finds us trying to understand what happened. Do you like studying the Bible? Do you read the Bible during the week? Who reads the Bible during the week? Man, we need to pray harder, guys. We need help, Lord, whenever, whatever. Just strike us as hard as you need, mate. It is what it is, you know. Bring it down as, as long as we can. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes until we don't need it, we're not hungry for it. Sometimes until we don't have to be scared of what happens outside of the room, we don't get into the upper room. Sometimes until, until our life, what we devote to, is not shaken, we start, we don't start acknowledging what's really important in life. And this is the moment that we have here. This is the moment that they were separated for, a day of grace, but it didn't feel like grace in the streets. In the streets of that little city, it felt like they were getting persecuted. They were persecuted. Remember the last time that someone said, you are such and such, and they will run around school trying to mock you? Who, who, who had that experience? Someone that mocked you during school? Like, no, if you're going to put it up, you're going to put it up really big. You know, that day is done. You see what I mean? We all remember a moment when we were not allowed to be us. And this is the disciples. But this is actually important. We have grown up out of those moments. We have been able to conquer to heal the emotional implications of moments like that. But these other disciples saying, hey, how do I heal from following who created the earth? There's something about healing our reputation. And we are celebrating the reputation of, of, of an amazing lady. That's called reputation. But today... It's more important than the jubilee of a lady, of our queen. It's about our king. Our king multiplying himself to be inside of each one of us, paying the price. I mentioned Moses in the beginning. Who remembers I mentioned Moses in the beginning? You remember? You remember? Yeah, that's good. You remember that Moses, 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 actually he was complaining about people like you and me following him and not doing what they should be doing, you know, like it happens, you know, like it happens. You know, sometimes you have, you know, a pastor that stands in front of us and he preaches some gibberish, you know, every now and then in a Sunday. And during the week, we don't have the best of times and we criticize that what he preached is not happening in my life. And, oh, he was actually telling me that I should have gone to the streets and talked to the people, but I have not seen him talking to the people, you know. And this is the guy that escapes every Sunday after he preaches and all that kind of stuff. Moses, 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 not Chris, Moses, 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 but, but every, any, anything that is going through your head is part of you. You, know, you, you deal with it, you know what I mean? We'll pray for you. Um, Moses. Moses was complaining about the people that he was leading because he, they were demanding from him they were not doing what they were taught to do. And from what God gave Moses, he took and he gave it to 70. It's funny that today we are standing in the midst of a day that 
talks to us, uh, to us about Acts, that we, there were 120 around the upper room, but in the place that they were meeting and they were in one accord, there were 70, 70, 70 with Moses. God took from Moses what he had and put it in 70 of the people that he, people actually would reconcile, the people that actually would be leading and serving others. We want power, but we are don't wanting to serve. So God gave power from what he gave to Moses. He gave power to 70 that were serving, that were reconciled as when, from the people, as the people that were serving. So we got 70 with Moses, the Spirit of God, boom, take it away, boom, put it in 70. And then now we have in Acts 70 others that are being given the Spirit of God through the Holy Spirit. I always love how God never does something without giving us a clue, a shadow. Nothing that you in your life is happening now, it's just completely new. It's just a shadow of what he has been teaching you. God is such a fair and such a good father that he will always walk you through the process. I know that we can say that in Isaiah 45, he says, I'm going to do everything new. Forget all those things. But those are the things that he already did. But in your life today, how many things you have received from God? How many things you know God wants you to do and you have not walked on them? How many of them you're still waiting for God to do something magical instead of transforming your character to walk on the blessing that comes from the spirit of God are you with me just giving you a little bit of insight because what we want to talk about is the fire that comes inside before we talk about what comes inside we got to talk about the context and we have 15 more minutes so I'm gonna do my best yeah is that okay that's almost a miracle right there you know the Holy Spirit and a miracle you know what I mean right there so we have a day in front of us today that we're called to be filled. The Bible, by theory and tradition, says that today as a church, we celebrate being filled with the Holy Spirit. But what did he feel? He filled what he formed. The last four weeks and a half, we have been talking about how we are wired, how we built. So we have been formed we have been wiring a specific way. I didn't plan this one. That was really from the Holy Spirit. So take it on him if you want. So we have been wired in a specific way. We have been forming a specific way. And he wants to fill us. He wants to invest in us. No one that is really rich and knows what he's doing with his own riches invests in something that is broke. So there might be something about you that God knows that maybe you ignore, that maybe you have not been told, that maybe you've been told otherwise, that is very valuable. So today, second point, you have been formed, you have been filled because he believes on the way he built you. Just think about it for a second. While you're trying to prove into friends and family and relationships, the way that you are, the way that you move, God is trying to get you to know how loved you are, how coveted you are by heaven, how much heaven looks at you and says, wow, the love of a father 
when he looks at you across the room and he says, oh my God. I was in a, in a, in a lunch yesterday and my daughter might kill me for this one. I'm going to disclose some family matters. I was in this, um, our knees with Joanna. She was getting married yesterday, right? So after the ceremony and all that kind of stuff, that it's, I mean, it's obvious that we made it happier than it was. People were very serious and tense. So we started just saying stuff, you know, kind of just to make it very happy. And so I'm like, just to, you know, every now and then it happens too, that you laugh and you enjoy it, it happens. Um, and I gather just kind of the idea that you're getting married, you laugh, you enjoy it. You know, it's really good, you know, you just kind of do it, you know. And so we're there in that moment, and after that, we are going to lunch. And um, in lunch, you know, uh, there's several of the older women actually telling Joanna and I, especially, you know, kind of me, I don't know why, but they probably gathered that she is like daddy's girl, you know, so it's just happening. And they're telling, you have a great daughter, and this and that and the other. And I'm inside of me, I'm like, I'm, I'm no. <laughs> She's, I know. And, and, you know, I imagine God looking at each one of us, day in and day out. Not looking at the things that we, we know. Because my daughter had all the insecurities. She was serving out of wanting to be loved. Love, I love you. If you're here, I, it's okay. And we all do that. Don't worry about it. I know my daughter, I know her eyes, I know, I know. Then sometimes we're serving and we're trying to do things on our own strength, wanting to be loved, wanting to be accepted, wanting to belong, and so on. But we ignore the eyes of heaven, like the eyes of heaven on a moment like Pentecost saying, these are the ones that I joined. They think they were born. I. I am the one that called them to be. Today, as a generation, as Christians, as Londoners, maybe we have to reconcile with the idea that the gospel is stronger than our minds and our understanding, our psyches, the way that we're able to perceive emotions and perceptions. We are called and longed from heaven by God. Today is not only a day that we are filled it's a day that describes how fearfully and wonderfully made we have been called for a day, for a season, and a generation like we are living in. And God is really wanting to fill us. Whoever goes empty today is because they deny themselves the right that heaven is calling upon who they are. I could be shouting, I could be saying all sorts of stuff. I could be doing all the circles, circus, you know, moments. But for me, it's important that we take this minute, this second, this as a very intimate moment. The gospel didn't come to excite us. The gospel came to direct us. It was not about excitement. Excitement comes and goes. Adrenaline. Ensigns run through the body day in and day out. But we are more than that. We have not been formed to have emotions. We have, formed, we have been formed to be filled. And if we are filled, we're able to bring fruits. 
we're able to sustain what is happening around us, the climate, the nutrients, what the land has, what the land doesn't have, because God provides all things that we need and imagine beyond what we ask. This is the context. So they find themselves in the day of grace and they find themselves together. And they find themselves together because it takes a lot of energy for us to be together. I don't know you, but to be together with someone else, with one person is today one of the most difficult things. We need authority, we need power, we need a miracle to be able to be humble enough to live with one person. Yes or no? Can we be honest? Hey, hello. I mean, if you want to play Christian and very holy, you know, God bless you, mate. But at the end of the day, you got to go to the toilet and ask God for help. You know, there's some moments that say, you know, you close the door and you sit down and say, God, if you don't do it, I don't know what I can do. So if you're going to be honest with yourself, we can have some church today or Pentecost, you know, and God can feel who is honest, but who is fake will never get a portion of the cake. Today, we actually understand that if God didn't come, our purpose will be diluted with our own proclivities, that we didn't, we didn't only need power, we needed a connection, we needed to be sustained, we needed a relationship, we needed to be planted. We need it not only to know about him, and sometimes we can go through life knowing about Jesus, but not be known by Jesus. In a day like today, we are known by the Spirit in Jesus. Today, what we preach is not knowledge, it's power, and power that belongs because it's channeled, because it transforms us. Because it retaliates against the culture that is around us. Because it changes our personality. For all of those that worship their own personality, don't try to become a Christian. It's going to be a very painful thing. Because God gave you an ego for you to surrender it. So you be transformed into the likeness of the son of the one that died in the cross. So you are across, walking through the streets, bringing that smell of death to flesh, but true life and freedom amongst the people. For you to be able to walk in a joy that cannot be shaken. For you to be able to be a recipient of a peace that cannot be given like the world gives it. See, today is one of those days. I get excited about these things. Because sometimes we think that Christ can be played with. Christ is an image. Christ is a moment. It was an emotion. And Christ says, I'm a lifetime. I gave my life so you will have a life. I gave my life and defeated your slavery so you will be free. And if I make you free, I can see ghetto, ghetto gangster Jesus saying, I'll make you free and free indeed. I love how God comes in a day like today and comes and says, I don't do things halfway. When I put a seal, the seal of the spirit in me, when I multiply, like I multiply what it was in Moses on 70, and I multiply in Pentecost, 
not only in the 70, but in the 3000. And today, today, in this room, the Spirit of God is so tangible. It's keeping us captive of a truth, of a peace, of an understanding. He has us in this place just because he wants to let us know that he chose us by name, by nature, by gender. He chose us so we will be empowered. So every detail of our life is going to be able to be catapulted into life in others. There's nothing that we have to hide. Everything is there to grab, to be able to be an example of grace. Pentecost 5, 5, grace, the day of grace today exposes how much we need. It's not only power, because power, power doesn't have intelligence. Power doesn't have a mind of its own. So sometimes, you know, we, we misunderstand. We think that when we come as Christians and we pray that prayer, we will have power and, and we can pray for people. And we have gifts. We have gifts. You know, I mean, we have gifts. And we pray for people and people heal. And you're like, oh, my God, you know, what do I do? And, and, and you're so inept, like every other human being. Everyone else fakes it better than you. Don't worry about it. No. But we're so inept that we start even thinking, what do we do? But the Spirit of God is so beautiful and so, so deep. So intertwined into who we are in history. That if we're humble, we will not ask, what do I do? We will ask, do they know who you are? Because we would see what happens when they meet him. But our, our agenda would be, do they get to know who you are? More than what you do. Because all of us are recipients of that love, of what he does, of what he does, of that peace, of that understanding, of that day that it was a rainy day. In England, there's a lot of them. But God is saying, hey, no, no, no. Are you more preoccupied with what I can do? Are you a fleshy, self-centered Christian? Or are you full of my spirit? Because your worries become different. I was walking you there, and you didn't even get it. <laughs> See, today... There's a seat reserved for each one of us in front of him. That we can stop being self-centered in our faith. We can be filled in a way that we understand that he's the one that needs to be known. That when we're full of the spirit of someone, in this case, Peter, we can read it. We can, we can, we can read it really quick. We can go into 14. I don't want to bore you with that because this is the Bible, you know. This guy was reading too many verses. You know, you can read it during the week. It's really good for you, by the way. It's a good diet. Read the Bible. Better than eating it's most of the time. Don't say that to your wife if your wife is cooking, you know what I'm saying. But we see that there's some people that had to stop. And they had to see. They had to understand that what was in them was stronger and better than what they can get from outside. People from outside 
saw the disciples when they got filled with the Holy Spirit. And with this, we start closing. Like they might see you and me on the streets. I don't know you, but you might be recognized by your neighbor. They might recognize that you are the one that gave him the flyer. You're the one that is in the internet. Corny usually is, in, is having this issue. You know, she's always in the internet. Maybe they recognize your face. Maybe they start recognizing what you say. Maybe they start joining dots together and say, hey, you say this thing. But do they see the power of God in your life? Today, we have to reconcile things. We have to put our decision next to our fruits. Today we say, Father, I don't want to have a decision that doesn't bear fruits. Today we say, as a church, as individuals, we celebrate that you came to fill us, that you formed us in a specific way. You filled us. You gave us your breath, like Adam in the beginning, the breath of God. You formed Adam. Everything else you called him, you called it to be fish, air, underneath the seas. Everything was called to be. But we were formed. We're the only thing in creation that got touched. He has touched our lives. He breathed over us. And after that, from the same breath that he had given Moses when he called him through the burning bush, the fire that would not consume Moses. Sorry, the bush. Sorry. So the vocation of God will not consume us. But it's a breath through us that he can multiply. And then through Jesus, he said, I have to leave. So the spirit comes behind me. Spirit that leads you into truth. Today we celebrate that Jesus not only fulfilled the promise, he multiplied, he lives in us. And we know this. But we have the wisdom of God. It's not only the power, it's the wisdom. We have the wisdom to embrace. We have the knowledge of the depth of our heart when we are able to love Jesus lives in us. Today, we understand that there's a promise that cannot be shaken. That there's a love that is in the streets, that is through us. We don't have to hide. We shouldn't be able to even control it for the ones that like control. I know you're a Londoner. You're like a five for seven. But if you're in this room and you have not seen the power of God flow through you and you understand that that's your portion, today there's an anointing in this room. There's a stillness. There's a hand bigger than our house. There's a power beyond what we can understand and imagine. Maybe you have been living as a Christian and you have not lived the great thing that it is to be used by God. Maybe you're wondering if, if being a Christian is just coming on Sundays. But I got to tell you, there's a lot more. 
Today we celebrate a day that we will be filled. A day that happened a while ago, but it's still happening today. And when we meet with Jesus, we understand that we are formed. We have a moment with him and we are filled. There's something in us. There's a fire inside that leads us to walk in the same way that Jesus walked. It produces the same things. Jesus would have said very generously, greater things you're going to do. But what if today we start with a small step? I know. We believe and we know. We have heard of the Bible and Jesus is so good. But today, he's saying, I am in you. Your portion is to live who I am. The portion of your community is to able to experience, to be able to experience who I am in you. So today, we commemorate a day that we have been called to be filled but maybe you don't feel filled. And maybe today you want to jump in your feet and say, I want to be filled. Maybe if that's your case and you're not struggling with pride today, you can jump in your feet and say, hey, I have not seen a really good miracle in a long time. Can I see some, Lou, in Jesus' name? And that could be you. Don't, don't listen to the people around you. They might all be sitting. I see people looking around like, oh, they're going to stand, you know. Hey, you stand. If it's for you, it's for you. There's a miracle happening in the house. There's an authority of God in this room. God is not asking for permissions of humans. He's wanting to unlock what he put it in you. So if you want to start living, here you go. Humility strikes the room. There's something that is moving in this room. I see it. I see a victory. I see an army. I see a moment in our lives that God says, enough is enough. You have walked through a dry place. You have walked in a room full of people that knew you, but didn't know how I know you. And I know this room is full of people that are full of power and full of promise. Today is a different day. Today is a day that we say, heaven, we're not only going to receive the investment. You're going to see the fruits of who you are in the streets, in the eyes of the people. You're going to enjoy the glare because you are the one that is able to touch like no one is able. To hug like no one is able. To look no one is able. Jesus. Today we celebrate the ability to bring the fruits to the table. Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you're in this room and you want to join in, there's no shade and there's no shame. The Lord is doing something special. No one in this room is better equipped than anyone else. All of us need from him. 
You join this room and you have never been able to experience his love, his power, his mighty hand using you day in and day out. For you to be an encouragement or someone that brings a challenge into the room. I know it doesn't look that sexy, but the Lord is calling you. There's something stirring your heart. There's more people in this room that are sitting down and you're fighting with your sorrow right now. There's a day of deliverance. There's a day of giving power. There's a day that actually is, it's just not for the flimsy. It's not for the ones that want to look good in front of God, or for the ones that know that they belong to God today. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Father, we pray for your strength, for your peace, Lord. But Father, I ask for your power. For Father, an ability to be completely intimate with you. Father, some of us don't have even models of how to be intimate in our emotions, in our thoughts, Lord. Father, some of us come from very broken backgrounds, Lord. But you that our God Father we ask that you will come and preach through our need through our lack Father I pray for every hand every person standing the ability Father to bring that intimacy of heaven into the streets Lord Father with everyone that they touch they meet Father that every room they, they actually go into Father they would be the ones that saturated with love and grace and the mercy and the transformation of heaven. Father, we ask for your way, your peace, your strength, your wisdom. Father, we don't only ask for power. Father, we ask for wisdom, wisdom from heaven. Father, like the world cannot give, we get the peace, but we ask for wisdom. Father, we love the peace. Yeah, everyone wants to be at peace today, Father. But we ask that you would use us, Lord. That you would, that would really plant us in communities, Lord. In a way that we are that source of wisdom, Lord. Give us the humility to listen to you and to others. Give us the humility to say only what you say. Give us, Father, today, today, the wisdom that we need to be your followers, to be your people unto the end of the world, to the end of the earth. So London knows, so Judea, Samaria, Father, until the end of the world, the end of the earth, they will know that there's a God that gives a peace beyond understanding. There's more in this place. If you have not made a decision for Jesus and you're in this room, or you made a decision for Jesus, but there's something in you that is, is just staring inside today. I feel there are things moving. I feel chains breaking. I really feel that there's an atmosphere of God in this room that, that no human can do. If there's something happening in you, let's just walk with it. There's no hurry. We're church. If there's something of Jesus, there's something that is getting prompted in your spirit, there where you are, 
You can kneel down, you can stand up, you can lift your arms. Because I believe there's more in this story. There's more today. There's promises that are getting reconciled in front of the Lord today. There's dreams that are getting catapulted. They're getting like revived. There's people that are ashamed even of saying what you know since you were young that God said to you. But there you are in this room. And God is reminding you and he's saying, I, I own you. I love you. I have baptized you. I have invested in you. I separated you. I separate you for you to be a witness to me in front of the nations, your family, your friends. Your life will have to recognize that I am with you. Your problems, your storms are nothing compared to me. Your failures cannot be even in the same shelf of my grace. You are, you are mine, you are here. There's something. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we, we speak life into every, every life. We speak acknowledgement, Lord. Father, we, we come and we charge this room with the spirit of faith and belief, Lord. When unbelief, Father, and despair will be kings, Father, we know the King of kings. Father, so we speak over this room, over every family, over every mind, over every situation, Lord. Over every week, Lord, you're not ashamed of our week. You are the God that stood with us in the midst of our week when we were weak. You're the one that is not ashamed of us. You're the one that carries us all the way here. You're the one that stands all the way till all tomorrow. You're the one that orders our steps. You're the one that says, I believe in you. You're the one that says, I will deposit my spirit so you will be you will be my witness. You're not ashamed of us. Oh shame, in the name of Jesus, gets out of this room. Oh shame, oh shackle of fear and shame, in the name of Jesus, you have no place. No place in this room. This is a house of grace. This is a house of Pentecost. This is a house that celebrates that God believes and He deposits what no one else can do. He puts His power in broken vessels of jars of clay. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we say, Father, we say, call us, we are here. Father, this week, Father, give us the ability to follow, to understand. Give us the wisdom to comprehend the depth, Father, of your thoughts, of your ways, Father, of your words. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, come and breathe over this place. The Bible says that there were tongues, there were something like tongues, tongues of fire, tongues that will never be able to be quenched, tongues, tongues that are the ones that utter the secrets of heaven that are laying in this room in this moment. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we know that when we receive you as our Savior, you said, I will come and I will dwell in you. And everything that I am, my power, my resurrection, lives in you. Father, we receive that, Lord. Father, and we ask that today marks a beginning. Father, the boldness of your spirit, the same boldness that came over Peter, the one that had denied you, Lord. But Father, we ask that same boldness. Father, if we have denied you in any area of our life, Father, that will come to us 
that we will be witnesses, Father, that your power will manifest, Lord, that every room we come into will be full of your glory, full of your grace, full of your mercy, Lord. Father, it's not enough to be full of us. We decide to be full of you. Father, we ask that you take that away. Father, all that is us, you take it away. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come from generations of being, being full of self. Father, we ask that we're able to be given the ability to be full of you and only you, Father, in the name of Jesus. If you're in this room and that's your prayer, you can live a shout, you can live a praise to your God. This is you. If you believe, if you believe, you will see the goodness of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you're making a decision for Jesus, at the end, talk with one of us, please. We would love to be able to, with, to walk with you about that. If you have made a decision, you have a testimony. We would love to hear that. Please talk with someone that you see busy after the service. But more than anything, if you've been in this room and God has touched your life, give God the praise. And in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or would like to share how God is speaking to you through this message, let us know on any of our social media platforms. Make sure to visit our website, hopeandanchor.org, for more information on who we are as a church and to find out how you can be part of the Hope and Anchor family. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.